Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. Democrats in last night's Virginia special elections. On Wall Street, the Dow up 267, the Nasdaq gained 185, the S&P closed up 50, and the Wizards host the Bulls in minutes. It's 7 o'clock. Four Biden documents marked classified are found. Documents with classification markings continue to draw heavy scrutiny. A computer outage throws U.S. air travel into chaos. People were scrambling. Deadly and damaging California storms. The tree went down and then water was impassable at the bridge. This is the CBS World News Roundup Late Edition. I'm Jennifer Kuyper in Chicago. CBS News has learned that more documents marked classified from President Biden's tenure as VP were found in at least one additional location than previously known. CBS's Adriana Diaz. This revelation follows the initial discovery of roughly 10 classified documents in November of last year at the Penn Biden Center. A source tells CBS News those documents contained highly classified material and briefings. Today, the White House declined to answer repeated questions about when the president learned about the first batch of classified documents and why the discovery wasn't disclosed sooner, citing the Justice Department review. But CBS News has learned that president, the president was informed of the classified documents on November 2nd of last year, the same day they were found. The White House did not disclose the information until this Monday, more than two months later, after requests from CBS News. Normal operations have resumed, but it was a mess for air travelers this morning. Everything was stopped due to the outage of an FAA computer system used to give pilots safety and other information. CBS's Steve Futterman. The grounding affected thousands of flights. This man in Detroit had his flight to Cancun canceled. Our trip was from Wednesday to Monday, so we're kind of shortening our trip, and now we're not even sure if we can get out of Detroit tomorrow. So we're going to keep trying. This woman at Washington's Reagan Airport had her flight delayed. I'm going to just sit here and find out if I'm going to leave at 2.30, and if not... I'll get to Florida when I get there. In all, the grounding lasted two and a half hours. Steve Futterman, CBS News. The White House says there's no evidence this was a cyber attack. At least 18 people have died in California rainstorms. Montecito residents are returning home. This man never left. It was more dangerous to drive than to try to get out. And where the hell do you go? CBS's Elise Preston is in the L.A. suburb of Studio City. Wood has been snapped off. Tree branches, pretty thick tree branches, have been twisted and, and rich from the root. You can also see these backhoes going, trying to clear all of this mud. Over a dozen Republican leaders from Long Island are calling on Congressman George Santos to resign because of admitted fabrications on his resume and life story used during the campaign. Reporters on Capitol Hill asked the Republican. Will you step down? I will not. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy has declined to call for Santos's resignation. On Wall Street, stocks closed higher. The Dow was up 269 points. NASDAQ rose 189. Now this. Nobody should have to pay for one-size-fits-all insurance coverage. Liberty Mutual customizes your car and home insurance, so you only pay for what you need. Liberty Mutual Insurance. 703 here on WTOP, Wednesday evening, January 11th, 2023. Some rain to the south and west of the nation's capital tonight. And 44 degrees in the nation's capital. Good evening, I'm Dimitri Sotis for the top local stories we're following this hour. 
breaking news on WTOP. Two children and an adult were shot as they got off a metro bus in northwest D.C. All three were rushed to the hospital. The kids, six and nine years old, are expected to be okay. We are still working to learn the exact condition of the adult. D.C. Police Chief Robert Conti from the scene says it all started with a fight on a metro bus. After four o'clock altercation on the bus that spilled onto the street. One person displayed a firearm, firing shots. Three people struck, two children, one adult male. This all happened near the intersection of 14th and Sheridan Streets in the Brightwood neighborhood. Conti says the two kids were on their way home from school. Stay with WTOP for the latest. We've got a reporter on the scene gathering additional information as we speak. Well, a northeast D.C. community is still demanding the name of the shooter who told police he killed a 13-year-old boy accused of breaking into cars Saturday morning. Now Mayor Muriel Bowser says that man works for D.C.'s government. It's a horrible situation. We have a 13-year-old that died, and we don't have all of the facts. Mayor Muriel Bowser says she can relate to the community's outrage around 13-year-old Karan Blake's killing, but supports Police Chief Robert Conti's call for patience as his detectives investigate and U.S. attorneys determine whether to file charges. That is the very uncomfortable place we're at, but it is also the necessary place to get to just decisions. She says the Northeast man who admitted to shooting the boy is a longtime D.C. government employee, now on administrative leave. In Northwest, Megan Cloherty, WTOP News. Two young victims are dead meantime following a crash in Fairfax County last night. A third is now fighting for life. As we hear from WTOP's Melissa Howell. The crash happened in Fairfax Station near the intersection of Lee Chapel Road and Fairfax County Parkway just before 9.30 last night. Fairfax County police say the victims, three teenage girls, were driving up a hill in a 2019 Lexus when they lost control and went off the road. That's when the vehicle flipped. Two of the girls died on the scene. The third teenager is hospitalized with life-threatening injuries. Detectives believe speed was the cause of the crash. The crash marks the first deadly accident in the county so far this year. Melissa Howell, WTOP News. Students at three Loudoun County schools were not told of their national merit recognition. Acting Superintendent Daniel Smith says the county needs to take steps to notify national merit-commended students at Potomac Falls, Freedom, and Loudoun County High Schools. For our next steps, the Office of Student Mental Health will create a specific standard operating procedure for each high school administration, and the Office of School Counseling will continue to follow up in the future. Fairfax County public school leaders have also faced criticism for delays in notifying students of their award. Campaign 2023 on WTOP, the Democrat in a closely watched special election for state Senate in Virginia appears headed to victory after his opponent conceded. Virginia Department of Elections results show Democrat Aaron Rouse leading Republican Kevin Adams in that District 7 race. We're talking Norfolk and Virginia Beach. Some absentee and provisional ballots are still being counted. Rouse declared victory last night. Adams congratulated the former NFL player, calling him Senator-elect. The Associated Press at last report had not called the race. Rouse will be sworn in once the results are certified. His victory would give Democrats a 22 to 18 margin in the state Senate as lawmakers prepare to debate abortion rights in Richmond. Meantime, a Virginia House of Delegates seat here in Fairfax County will stay in Democratic hands after former teacher Holly Siebold prevailed in another special election from last evening. Unofficial results from the Fairfax County Board of Elections showed Siebold winning about 67% of the vote against Republican Monique Baruti, who conceded in a brief statement on Facebook. Coming up tonight after traffic and weather, it's new this evening. A second batch of classified documents has been found at a new location by President Biden's team. Stay with us at 707.
Here's Scott Gagnon, VP of Federal for Worldwide Technology. Worldwide Technology solves our government's most complex challenges. We understand how to accelerate transformation. We analyze, design, test, and deliver practical solutions that integrate the best suited technologies. Our team is committed to your mission success. We are Worldwide Technology, your trusted partner for today's digital modernization journey. Visit www.t.com. Engaging websites? Check. Digital marketing? Definitely. Secure hosting? Absolutely. SEO? U.S.-based developers? Social media campaigns? Check, check, and check. Ironistic is your one-stop shop for all things related to your online presence. Don't put off your website or digital marketing project any longer. Contact the Ironistic web specialists at ironwebsites.com. A website partner you can count on for everything. ironwebsites.com. That's ironwebsites.com. Terrific to have you here tonight at 708. Michael and Sons heating tune-up for only $69. Michael and Sons. Traffic and weather on the 8s and when it breaks. And we're going to Bob Imler in the traffic center. On the Beltway Inner Loop, heavy and slow coming up from 123. And that goes all the way to the crash after River Road and before the 270 Spurs still there along the left side of the roadway. And then it's slow beginning at around Colesville Road getting to the ramp to go north on 95, but there's been a crash on that ramp. Did have one on the Beltway in Prince George's County on the inner loop after Route 50, and that one is now clear. And 50 out to the Bay Bridge is running well, and 95, Baltimore-Washington Parkway and 270. No incidents were released to report. In the district, though, have some closures on 14th Street, uh, north and Military Road between Peabody and uh, Military because of the police activity there. And Bladensburg Road is also closed with police activity, at least in the southbound direction, just before Benning Road from Neal Street down toward Benning Road um, because of that police action. Now, things are generally good to go in Virginia on 95 traveling southbound, briefly slow at the Occoquan, and on 66 traffic continues to run well in both directions. Ready, set, goal. Join the YMCA today with zero enrollment fee and achieve your wellness goals in the new year. Visit ymcadc.org to learn more. Bob Imler, WTLP Traffic. Storm Team 4's Amelia Drake. We're looking at another mild day tomorrow and then colder for Friday and especially the weekend on Saturday. Lows tonight in the 30s to around 40 with a shower or two impacting the area. Some scattered showers tomorrow, mainly later in the day with highs near 60 and then rain overnight ending very early Friday morning. Throughout the day on Friday, winds gust up to 30 miles an hour with highs in the low to mid 50s, low to mid 40s on Saturday and still tracking stronger winds. Be warm to near 50 on Sunday. I'm Storm Team 4 meteorologist Amelia Draper. Checking out Storm Team 4 radar tonight. Not a lot of sprinkles right now in downtown D.C. or the close-in suburbs, but if you're driving south and west into Culpeper, into areas south of Fredericksburg and certainly Richmond, there is some rain. There's some rain pushing through southern Maryland as well. All of these systems are pushing from southwest to northeast across the area. DuPont Circle 44, Germantown 40, and Annandale 42. We're brought to you by Long Fence. Save 15% on Long Fence decks, pavers, and fences. Go to longfence.com today and schedule your free in-home estimate. It's 7-11. New tonight, more classified documents connected to President Biden are found. Aides to the president have discovered at least one additional batch of classified documents in a location separate from the Washington office that he used after leaving the Obama administration. NBC News is reporting tonight, also reported by CBS, which broke the original story that since November, after the discovery of documents with classified markings in his former office, Biden aides have been searching for any additional classified papers that might be in other locations that he used. We talk about the 
politics of this new discovery. More classified documents with Washington Post Live anchor Leanne Caldwell. I think that Republicans are going to use this as more fuel to their fire to investigate President Biden and also diminish the controversy around the former president, Donald Trump's saga over classified documents at Mar-a-Lago. So before with Trump's classified documents, it was much harder for Republicans to defend. Now with President Biden, two tranches of classified documents found, it's going to be much difficult for the Democrats to criticize. Now, of course, there are differences in the two cases. And part of the different major difference is that what happens after the documents are found. With Donald Trump, the documents were found and there was a resistance to send them back. With President Biden, so far, early indications, as far as we know, the whole story is not out yet, but there was an immediate assessment done and notification to the National Archives that those documents did, in fact, exist. So very early in the story, but you can be sure that Republicans are going to add this to their very long list of investigations into the Biden administration. You could even argue that whether it's the first batch of documents or the second, this is all President Biden's team's doing, saying, hello, we found these documents. We want to tell you about them. We want to return them to the National Archives. But on the other hand, there's also the question of, at least with the first batch, why they were found in November, but we, the American people, are only learning about it now. Yeah, that's the question, and we learned about it through the media, through CBS News. And so uh, those that was obviously leaked. We don't know who the sources were and how, but, but that's right, and that's a question that Republicans have. Uh, they want to know why what they say is the double standard with how National Archives addressed it, why they didn't notify the Department of Justice or Congress sooner. Perhaps they did notify the Department of Justice sooner. We're not sure yet. Um, but that is something that the House Oversight Committee by the new chair, uh, Jim Comer, um, has written, written letters to the National Archives asking these questions, uh, wanting documents and emails and conversations about around uh, the Biden documents to learn more. That is Washington Post Live anchor Leanne Caldwell. She's the co-author of The Early 202, and she joined us on Skype. We'll keep you updated on the new Joe Biden document story and all the rest of the breaking news tonight. Caps and whiz getting started, though. Let's take a break and move to sports in just minutes. Get more from your new year and save big on appliances at the incredible Bray & Scarf New Year's Sale. Going on now. Discover amazing savings throughout the store and online with deals on top brand appliances, including in-stock bestsellers. Get savings on top of savings with stackable package rebates on select GE Profile and Cafe packages. Plus, get free delivery and installation on Monogram built-in refrigerators and pro ranges. All at the absolute lowest prices with Bray & Scarf's best price guarantee. Bray & Scarf is the area's number one local and independent appliance retailer. Our appliance experts receive hours and hours of factory training. They're ready to answer all of your questions and give you the personal attention you deserve. Don't miss the tremendous appliance savings going on now. Shop local and save during the Bray & Scarf New Year's Sale. Visit any of Bray & Scarf's convenient locations or shop online at BrayAndScarf.com where it doesn't cost more to get more. Scammers are getting smarter. It's not just phone calls from suspicious numbers. It's also texts and emails made to look like they're from your bank. And now they're using popular payment apps to try and scam you. I'm Rob Nichols, president and CEO of the American Bankers Association. We've got great tips to help you spot scams, 
fight fraud, and protect your money. You can even play your way to safety with our video game, Scam City. Go to banksneveraskthat.com. That's banksneveraskthat.com. Sports at 15 and 45, powered by Red River. Technology decisions aren't black and white. Think red. 715, we'll go to Rob Woodfork. All right, I'm pleased to report a cornucopia of local sports action is underway. Vocab word of the day for you there. The uh, Capitals in Philadelphia scoreless with the Flyers in the early going. The uh, Wizards uh, off to a 4-0 run against the Chicago Bulls to start out over at uh, Capital One Arena where the Wiz are literally shorthanded. They're playing without big men, Kristaps Porzingis and Daniel Gafford. The uh, college uh, slate tonight, two games of local interest just getting started. Uh, we have uh, Navy in front of Lafayette, 6-2 to over in Annapolis, and Virginia Tech on the road at Syracuse leading 10-7. to Again, uh, both of those games just getting started. Uh, the Patriot League leading American Eagles, of struggling against Army here, 43-24 to deficit here for American as they are just out of halftime. The Black Knights on an 11-5 run uh, out of halftime uh, after the uh, big lead in the first half. Uh, at the top of the hour, George Mason, uh, they are at uh, St. Louis in a battle of A-10 teams with identical 10-6 and records with 2-1 and conference marks. And the NFL looking like uh, Lamar Jackson won't be back in time to start for the Ravens in Cincinnati Sunday night. Tyler Huntley, a limited participant in uh, practice for Baltimore. And the great news out of Buffalo, the Bills' safety, DeMar Hamlin, after nine days in the hospital. Uh, he was discharged today. He's going to continue his rehab at home with his family. Rob Woodfork, WTOP Sports. 717, despite a call from D.C.'s delegate to do away with them, the National Zoo says timed entry passes are here to stay for visitors. D.C. Delegate Eleanor Holmes Norton in a letter to the zoo on Monday says she's concerned the passes for which you need a computer or smartphone to get may be limiting access to the zoo. Now the zoo has responded, making a case to keep the passes. A director at the zoo, Brandy Smith, says the passes allow for the zoo to better manage visitor capacity and limit traffic congestion in the area. And to that, Norton says. First of all, it's in the wintertime. I'm not sure that there's such crowding of the zoo at this time of the year. The director also says now on the zoo's website, it better spells out that there are some same-day passes available. Norton says her next step is having the zoo hear directly from residents on this at an expected town hall with the zoo, though no date for that has been set. Mike Marillo, WTOP News. Top stories that we're working for you here at WTOP. Another batch of classified documents has been found by President Biden's team in a separate location from where the first group of documents was found back in November. The nation's airport system tries to recover from another meltdown today and tonight. This one involved an FAA system that provides essential information to pilots. The FAA says a corrupted file is to blame, and they're taking steps not only to patch it up, but to prevent future failures. Two kids, along with a man, were shot after getting off a metro bus in northwest D.C. The children are six and nine years old. WTOP has a reporter at the scene. Keep it here for full details. 718, traffic and weather on the 8s and when it breaks. Bob Imler in the traffic center. Also very long delays on the inner loop of the Beltway coming out of Tyson. Starting at 123, the crash remains after River Road before the 270 spur. There is a fuel spill, fuel spill there as well, and they're still cleaning that up, so that's going to take a little while longer. Beltway in College Park on the inner loop on the ramp to go north on 95 had a crash. 95 at the Baltimore-Washington Parkway doing all right, so is 270. And Glen Burnie has the crash on northbound I-97 before the Baltimore Beltway. And you're getting by by squeezing to the left there. 
Things are generally good to go in Virginia on both 395 and 95 and on 66 as well. Brief slowdown on 95 south of the Occoquan and in the district, some road closures. Uh, police action still closes 14th Street north of Military Road, south of Peabody Street, Bladensburg Road, at least in the southbound direction, approaching Benning Road starting at Neal Street, also with police activity uh, closing that stretch of Bladensburg. In Ride the Cyclone, 16s must sing their way back to life after a freak accident catapults them into the afterlife at Arena Stage from January 13th. Tickets at arenastage.org. Bob Inler, WTLP Traffic. Storm Team 4, four-day forecast. Let's go to Amelia Draper. Low temperatures tonight falling into the 30s to around 40 with a few spotty showers out there, otherwise cloudy skies, and some scattered showers around tomorrow, especially later in the day, and then rain overnight with a cold front. Before that front moves through, we warm to near 60 degrees tomorrow. Friday, we'll have highs in the low to mid-50s, and with winds gusting up to 30 miles an hour, expect wind chill temperatures in the 30s and 40s. For Saturday, wind chill temperatures only in the 20s and 30s during the afternoon, so a cold day. I'm Storm Team 4 meteorologist Amelia Draper. And right now we do have some rain in southern Maryland and areas south and west of D.C. and the D.C. metro area, such as Culpeper County, Virginia. The rain continues to push north and east closer to the metro. Reagan National 44, BWI Marshall 41, and Dulles 41 degrees. Some parts of our area will be down to the upper 30s overnight. We're expecting fog as well. We're brought to you by Len the Plumber, trusted same-day service, seven days a week. Now 721 on WTOP. We'll tell you why some local buses in the area will not be running, maybe for the rest of the week, maybe longer than that. Speaking of which, we're still trying to get to the bottom of what happened on Twitter. Why was the Metro bus account temporarily suspended? Stay with us on WTOP at 721. The Greater Washington Board of Trade is this region's most established organization representing businesses, government, universities, and nonprofits with the goal of inclusive, sustainable growth for our communities. AT&T is a proud member of the Greater Washington Board of Trade. Here's Vince Apruzes, President, AT&T Virginia, with a message of regional importance about public safety communications. At AT&T, we're dedicated to making sure first responders have the connectivity they need to ensure the public safety of the Commonwealth. First responders in more than 130 communities across Virginia are using FirstNet, built with AT&T to stay mission ready. The FirstNet network is built specifically for first responders and the extended public safety community so they can do the critical job of saving lives and keeping communities safe. FirstNet is giving first responders superior coverage for day-to-day response and life-saving missions, and we are very proud of that. For more information, go to firstnet.com. Great to have you here tonight at 722. Have you been to MGM National Harbor recently? Have you had a chance to see a game on our 110-foot-wide screen at the Bet MGM Sportsbook and Lounge? Have you gone home and practiced your salsa moves in the mirror after a night at Diablo's Cantina? Have you been one of our hundreds of daily jackpot winners? Have you seen your favorite star up close in our 3,000-seat theater? Maybe it's time for another visit. Monumental happens here. Must be 21. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or 1-800-GAMBLER. Adventist Healthcare Fort Washington Medical Center is reimagining healthcare in southwestern Prince George's County. With primary care and advanced medical services for patients with diabetes, heart illnesses, and other conditions afflicting our community. Our top-rated specialty physicians provide world-class medical care close to home in our thriving community. Coming soon, Adventist will open a new health destination at National Harbor in Oxon Hill. Our team is dedicated to the health and well-being of our community. Learn more at AdventistFWMC.com slash for you. 
This is WTOP News. Now 723, Loudoun Transit buses are expected to stay parked as union members carry out a long-threatened strike in their ongoing battle with county contractor Keolis. Now, Amalgamated Transit Union Local 689, which represents Loudoun Transit workers, says it's been in a long battle over benefits, including health insurance, retirement, and weekly hour guarantees slashed by Keolis North America. It's the winner of a $101 million five-year contract to run Loudoun's transit services. Union reps say their benefits were cut back when the company took over the contract. A Keolis spokesperson says that they offer competitive wages and benefits, and a raise is part of the company's current offer on the table to the union. Well, Metro says it's still waiting for Twitter to explain why it temporarily suspended the official account that provides timely information if you ride Metro bus. There are about 349,000 weekday riders on Metro buses, and Twitter is one way Metro communicates real-time information to its riders. Metro says the Twitter account, Metro Bus Information, was down for nine hours before being restored. Twitter has not provided a definitive answer why it temporarily shut down the account that provides information including delays. Metro reminds riders they can sign up for Metro Text Alerts at WMATA.com. Dick Iuliano, WTOP News. Groundbreaking has been delayed for a crucial part of Howard County's plans to reduce flooding in historic Ellicott City. Back in May, Howard County Executive Calvin Ball said he expected to break ground by the end of 2022 on a 5,000-foot-long tunnel. The goal of the $75 million tunnel is to keep stormwater off Main Street and dump it into the Patapsco River. Now WTOP has learned the design for the tunnel is expected to be completed within the next month, but the county has not yet provided a new target date for the groundbreaking. Howard County is set to open its second stormwater storage pond uphill from the shopping districts to capture water so it doesn't flood downtown Main Street. Neil Loggenstein, WTLP News. All this comes after Ellicott City saw 2,000-year storms in just a couple of years. The floods were deadly and devastated the historic downtown area. Money News 25 and 55. Let's go to Jeff Claybaugh. The Dow finished Wednesday up 269 points. The Nasdaq gained more than 1.5%. Tesla will invest $700 million to expand its Austin, Texas plant. Kite Pharma is expanding in Frederick, Maryland, adding 100 jobs to its existing 400. The company develops cell therapy for cancer. George Washington University is named Ellen Gramberg, its 19th president. Gramberg is GW's first female president. She's currently senior vice president at Rochester Institute of Technology. Jeff Claybaugh, WTOP News. Money News brought to you by Positive Coaching Alliance. Questions about youth or high school sports? Positive Coaching Alliance can help. PCA, a national nonprofit organization, develops better athletes and better people through youth and high school sports. Info at positivecoach.org. Well, it's 726 on WTOP, the full forecast on the way for the rest of the week. And we have several breaking stories, local and national. Some involve additional classified documents found in the possession of the Biden administration. We'll find out what we know tonight about that. And a couple of kids just getting off a metro bus in northwest D.C. this afternoon were shot. Stay close to WTOP, your breaking news traffic and weather station. It's a new year, and Lido Pizza has a new way to order. Introducing the Lido Pizza online ordering website, a fast, fresh, and easy way to order your Lido Pizza favorites for carryout. Lido Pizza's famously square pizza, 